Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 10th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Redeeming God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have clothed us in your grace and made us heirs of your promise. By the power of your Holy Spirit, set us free from all that we fear, and let us live according to our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 63 and 149. 1 Samuel 17, 31 through 49, Acts 11, 1 through 18, and Mark 1, 14 through 28. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 63. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I think of you in my bed, and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be prey for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron. To execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise the Lord. First reading, 1 Samuel 17, 31-49. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are just a boy, and he has been a warrior from his youth. 
But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord, who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and make the Lord be with you, and may the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried in vain to walk, for he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I am not used to them. So David removed them. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in his shepherd's bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David and his shield-bearer in front of him. While the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, You come at me with swords and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and God will give you into our hand. When the Philistine drew near to meet David, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. Acts 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and a trance, in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea, 
arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And Isaiah began to speak. The Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us, When we believed in the Lord Jesus, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced. And they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Mark 1, 1, uh, 14-28 Now after... John was arrested. Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, we have today... um, the famous David and Goliath, right? So the whole point of this story is that David understands what has been sort of hit home over and over and over to the Jewish people. If God is on your side, you can have victory. He makes this very plain. He says, you know what? I have defeated lions. I've defeated bears when I was watching over the sheep. This uncircumcised Philistine this, you know, like it's very much othering, yes. He, but this is, he's unclean. He is not of the people of God. He's nothing against me because God is on my side. If God wants to give me victory, God can give me victory. So Saul says, okay, sure, try it out. You know, like what's the worst that could happen? We can sit around waiting for something else to happen. And Saul tries to give him his armor, which probably hardly anyone in that army had any armor. 
but it doesn't work for David. He's not used to, to wearing this armor. So he says, no, I'm going to take all that off. He goes to the wadi, which is a, a dry stream bed, and finds five smooth stones in which to sling. Now, usually we look at this and we kind of think, oh, sling, like a slingshot is kind of what we think, right? Um, sort of a, a children's toy sort of idea. But this sling is actually a very dangerous weapon to begin with. The Israelites especially were um, skilled in the sling. In, in the ancient world, slings rivaled bows as far as their deadliness. So they would have full arsenals of people who would sling. And especially those who were a little bit more out in the country uh, usually were really good. Shepherds tend to be very, very good because there's a lot of just sort of sitting around and, well, might as well sling that, you know, that rock or that whatever. Um, they got a lot of practice time in. So he gets these five smooth stones and we have this sort of banter back and forth. Uh, Goliath mocks him and says, you know, you're coming at me with a stick. I will feed your um, feed you to the birds of the air and the wild animals, right? And David comes back. David is really sort of quick-witted. He says, no, here's what I'm going to do to you since you dare defy the living God and the God of hosts. I am going to kill you. I'm going to sling you and I'm going to cut your head off. And then I'm going to feed all of your kinsmen, the Philistines, to the birds of the air and the wild animals. And he runs at him and he pulls out his sling and he slings it right at Goliath. And it hits him right in the forehead, um, a vulnerable position. Uh, it is not covered by any of his armor and it sinks in. Um, at this point, he's at least knocked out and he falls over and i imagine a dead silence falls over the entire battlefield because this punk kid just came up and defeated this mighty warrior um, we'll see presumably what happens after that in the next story but um a, a very clear definition god if god is on the side of the people they are going to win. That's it. And the whole point of the and the purpose of this story is that Saul the king and most of the army of Israel does not get it. They do not understand this very basic thing. All right. So then we have in Acts, Peter gets some heat because he went to the house of Cornelius. He went and he preached and he stayed for multiple days. He ate with them. And he comes back and the rest of the apostles are going, what are you doing? How in the world could you break all of our most sacred traditions, all of these things? You're going into the house of some uncircumcised Roman, right? It's that same sort of the, the way that David was talking about the Philistine is the same way that um, these other apostles are assuming that this Roman is. They are other. They are this, this other group. They are not part of the people of God. They're less than human, right? That's, that's definitely the implication. And Peter says, this is what I experienced. And he recounts the whole thing. And you notice, at this point, we have now heard this story of the, the sheet coming down from heaven twice. Uh, we've heard this story of the angel coming to Cornelius three times because we had it where it was, it was the story from Cornelius, and then he told it again to Peter, and now 
Peter is telling it to the rest of the apostles. We have the fact that the Holy Spirit has descended, been told to us twice. The author is making a big deal out of this. They're repeating themselves so that we get it through our skulls. This is a major thing. This is not just, you know, oh, wouldn't it be cool if uh, this gospel was for the Gentiles too? This is a clear definition. This gospel is for the Gentiles as well. Yes, it breaks all of our traditions. Yes, it breaks sort of the way that we understood how this all worked. But God's grace breaks down those barriers. And in the end, the apostles praise God because God's grace is even more amazing than they even thought. But the it's the, the facts on the ground. I was thinking about sort of the scientific method, right? We, uh, over the last several <laughs> or couple of years, right, we have had a crash course on how science actually works. Sometimes we get the idea that science is this thing that's sort of like figured out, right? Um, and sometimes that's the way it's presented. But in fact, the scientific method is a method. You have a hypothesis. This is how things are. You get data, right? And you get data sometimes that doesn't line up with what your hypothesis is. And you have to change the hypothesis. You have to figure out, well, why is this happening this way? The apostles were coming into this hypothesis that the Jewish people are the people of God and everybody else is lesser. That was the hypothesis. That was why they had these separations. Peter comes in with new data. God has sent an angel to this man. God has sent me a vision about not calling what is what we call unclean, unclean. God sent the Holy Spirit upon these Gentiles. So given this new evidence, we now have to have a new working hypothesis. The gospel is for them as well. Again, it will take a while for them to sort of fully comprehend this. Um, and sometimes we continue to have a problem with it. But um, this, is, this is the evidence that God has given is the way that we thought things were are not the way that things are. Then we have from Mark. Again, super quick, right? Jesus comes back from being tempted and he goes and he points out some disciples and say, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Boom, they leave. They follow. He goes to the synagogue. He's preaching with this strange authority that is not like what people are used to. He is speaking the word of God, right? Um, not sort of like, eh, well, this is, this is kind of what the word of God he's saying. This is what the word of God is, right? And people are amazed. He's healing somebody. He's, he's, um, everybody's saying, you know, what's, what is going on here? There's all this sort of hubbub and, and talk about who this Jesus is. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together with prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we praise you for your mighty love given in Christ's sacrifice on the cross and the new life we have received by his resurrection. Especially we thank you for ministries of teaching and pastoral care. Those who work for help to help and heal.
sacrifices others have made for our benefit. Opportunities for our generous giving. The presence of Christ in our weakness and suffering. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the middle schoolers who are traveling uh, right now to Montreat for a week there. God of grace, let our concern for others reflect Christ's self-giving love, not only in our prayers, but also in our practice. Especially we pray for the church in Latin America. A right relationship between humans and the earth. Those who are wounded or face death. Those who keep watch over the sick and dying. All who speak up and take action for what is right. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Pam, Bill's friend, as she is home from the hospital, but is frustrated that her eyesight is being affected by her stroke. For David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is recovering from triple bypass surgery. For the family and friends of Ben, a co-worker and teammate of Dennis's. For Freddie, who's having a new round of chemotherapy, and also for Ashley, who is taking care of her. Almighty God, you have made us in your image and crowned us with honor and glory. Shape us by your word and fill us with your spirit so that we may live as your beloved children and proclaim your saving love to our life's end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, like good stewards of the grace of God, let us serve one another with whatever gifts we have received. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, and that was it, and uh, the daily lectionary readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.